This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and I'm your host of Beauty Behind Chaos, where we unpack all of the chaos and find the beauty on the other side with stories to tell and lessons to learn. I am here today with a guest. Her name is Jessie and she's going to introduce a little bit about her and what she does. Hi, Jessie. Welcome. Nice to meet you guys. Um, I am Jessie and what I do right now, I've done many things as you do. (laughs) Entrepreneur. (laughs) All the things. (laughs) Um, I have done a lot. Uh, but right now I have an organization called Stand Performing Arts Ministries and we have been a nonprofit since 2005. So it's gone. It's morphed. Long time. Yes. It's morphed into different things. But right now what it is, it's awesome and we love it. Right now it's a studio in Keller and, uh, we teach kids and we start at pre-K and now we go all the way up to adults in oh, wow. singing, dancing, acting. Uh, we have musical theater classes. Uh, the adult thing just started last year. We have a community theater where we do just adults and we put on shows and we put on about four or five shows a year, including all the ages. And that. so, yeah, that's what we do right now. And There's that like is, three camps going on today. So that, I know I was going to say it's yeah. summertime. I'm sure you guys are really busy with, with camps and yes. kiddos. Yeah. So that's actually how we met was through Stand. I actually learned about um, your organization actually through word of mouth. And everyone was like, yeah. you have to go there and see the work that they do. So I was completely impressed when I went into the space. Um, and I love, I love the mural on the yeah. wall. Like so just cool. everything, as soon as you go into this space, it's not only very inviting and welcoming, but you could just feel the energy from the kids there. Mm-hmm. Like how excited they are to be there yeah. and what a great space that you're creating just off of that. So I was like completely hooked immediately. And I was like, okay, this is what everyone is talking about. Right. Um, so with that said, what, what kind of started your heart in that? Like, are you, is yeah. your background in theater? Or? Yes. I, um, well, I grew up doing theater in uh, high school. And then I got a scholarship. I went to Texas Wesleyan university with it. And I got a theater degree, a theater, I got a theater degree and a teacher's education degree. Okay. And as I was coming out of that time, the Lord was working on me a little bit. And, um, we had become friends with some pastors in the area and pastor Bill Ramsey, who is the pastor at the Met church in Keller. Okay. So we had helped him start the Met. Like literally we were there the first day it began. And he told me to pray about becoming the children's pastor of the church. And so I really didn't know what to do. Like I was graduating and I had just gotten married. I got married when I was 21. We're still together. Oh, 26 years. Really? Yes, yeah, me too. Yeah. We've been together 22 years, married 18. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, 21. So, nice. and so, yeah, so we've been together that long and uh, we had just gotten married and I was graduating college and Pastor Bill was like, so pray about coming on full-time as a children's minister. It'd be the first hire of the Met. <clears throat> so I was kind of like in this place 
where I also, also was kind of offered um, to be a theater teacher at a local school here. Okay. And so I really didn't know what to do. And I was like, just praying. And I was going through a Bible study called Experiencing God. Okay. And in that Bible study, you like have to chart kind of like your spiritual, sp- the things that you can remember that spiritually impacted your life. Okay. And what I thought was cool was growing up, I actually had a really great children's ministry experience, which a lot of people don't get like go to Sunday school. It was like really nothing back in the day. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Flannel graphs, the whole thing. But I had a really great one. And then I remember I started volunteering when I was a teenager. So I just started looking at that. I was like, this like impact. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay. So it felt like the Lord was leading me to do that. So graduated, went on full time at the Met and the Met exploded. It's really big now. It's mm-hmm. doing great. We're still there. Um, but about seven years into the Met, I kind, kind of felt like a, a stirring because I was using my theater degree the entire time. Okay. Um, we wrote, well, our children's ministry, it grew like crazy. Like it was like the pastor bill was pretty cool. He was like, the reason we grew at first was your children's ministry because we would have kids come because we would put on big shows. Yeah. We'd put big shows. We'd do concerts and different things like that. We wrote two musicals, you know, but it was just because that was my thing. Yeah. You You kind of integrated like your gifts. Right. And that's, that's how God works, girl. We we just had this conversation right before we like hit record. uh, Yeah. Cause that's like my story as of late with some of the things I'm involved in. So I love that. Like, that gift mm-hmm. that you had and how you like incorporate Cause you it. really do like you can use all your things and yeah. whatever you're doing Absolutely. or God wouldn't give it to you, you know? Uh-huh. And so that's kind of like how it worked out. And then towards the end of the seven years being the children's pastor, I had recorded a praise and worship CD. You can still get it on iTunes. It's called <laughs> pump up the praise with Jesse. Oh, oh, it's so it's just kind of cheesy now that I look at it, but it's so funny. You have, hey, we all got to start somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, um, on the cover, I'm doing like a toe touch, like on a trampoline. I kids love like, it. Um, so that was cool. And so I had just done that. I had, we were about to shoot the videos for all those songs. Well, I had just started like having like some health issues and it was really weird. It was like all of a sudden I was fainting a lot. I was just weird stuff. And I went to the emergency room and they're like, you know, when they don't know, I feel like sometimes they're like, it's probably a migraine or something like that. Um, and so it was our camp, our beach party, which was our huge camp of the summer, which any children's pastor knows VBS is the biggest deal of the whole summer mm-hmm. vacation Bible school. Okay. And it was that year. And we had about a hundred, no, it was like 400 kids. And, um, I started doing the thing where I kind of do fainting and it's like, I would drop out and I could hear what was going on, but I couldn't move. Oh, wow. So I finally, we, you know, went to the emergency room again and I had something called Arnold Chiari malformation and it, I had to get brain surgery. Now it wow. w- it was the, like the, not that any brain surgery is mild. I was going to say, I, <laughs> yeah. I know where you're going with this, but yeah. it's brain surgery, yeah, yeah. girl. Okay. It's, it, they can even call it cranial surgery because basically what they did is they take out an inch by inch square of my skull and replace it with cowhide, which is so weird. What? I, the kids crack up when I tell them that. Like I'm mooing all the time. Uh, but it's so that your skull will stretch because the problem was the, the fluid that does the thing, yeah. you know, through your spine and stuff was getting stuck. Oh my God. And I had never heard of this, but since then, there's, I've heard so many people have the same thing. There's like Facebook groups and all that. So it's more common than, than I, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. And so 
so I had that came out of it and I felt like the Lord was like, you, in this time, I had two kids between when I first started the Met to now. Okay. I had two kids at this point. Uh, one was almost one and the other was almost four. And, um, so I recovered. It was great in that that's full recovery, all the things. So that's mm-hmm. great. Um, but as I was recovering, I really felt the Lord nudging me to do something different. And I was like, um, God, do you know that like I this great job, you know, yeah. I love it here. Um, but I had felt like I was supposed to go beyond just the, the church mm-hmm. to do what I do. What I, and, but I didn't know what that looks like. I just didn't. Sure. And so that's kind of why I did the praise and worship CD to help other churches with praise and worship back in the day. And um, so I, it's like what you were saying. I just took a step of faith. It was a huge step of faith because yeah. my husband, I was kind of the breadwinner at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just small little family, you know. And I, I quit my job because I knew there was something else, but I wasn't sure what that was. Isn't that so scary? Yeah. Oh. It's like you're, you have no clue. And I always tell people, I'm like, you know, it's in those moments though, that you feel like a little back into the wall yeah. or like, but you have that nudge and you do, you just have to jump Yeah. and like allow yourself, like build the wings on the way down, Right. but they'll come through. But yeah, you do need to take. You can't not because if you don't, it'll not feel, you. Yes. There's like an emptiness or something yes. that's kind of stirring in you like, no. Right. Yeah. And that's I tried right. not to sort of. Yeah, because I really love everything about the church and it was growing like all the good things. Yeah. And, um, but I just knew that's what I was supposed to do. And the Lord started giving me all these ideas back then. Our actual nonprofit name is kid stand, Okay, uh, but we changed it later on. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he gave me this vision to start this thing where we put on shows it started this is how it started. Yeah. We would put on shows for um, events like evangelism events, and I would present Jesus, you know, through the show and make it exciting and fun and make kids want to come. Um, and so that was the idea of it. And so we would also to go into schools and do school assemblies. Okay. So I this is totally aging me, but back in way 80s, I think 80s, early 90s, they had something called the power team. It was like these big muscle guys who would go into schools and present like just muscly stuff. And then, you know what I mean? Like they, they literally would like rip phone books. Okay. And they yeah. would blow up like a hot air balloon to a pop, not hot air balloon, a hot water bottle to a okay. pop. Weird stuff. But <laughs> basically saying, you know, God's strength. They couldn't really talk about God. And then they would invite right. all those kids to a church event where they could present Jesus. Okay. And I was like, that is a really cool evangelistic way of doing things. Yeah. So that's how Stan started. And we did, we hit all the Keller schools. We had our first big rally at the Met, which worked out great. Yeah. And all these kids accepted Jesus. And I was like, I want to do more and more and more and more. And then it's just morphed into where we are now, which is a studio. We're raising up kids. We have like, I think in the fall and in the spring, we have like 35 classes a week and um, we're raising up these kids, not only to learn the performing arts, but we do it through ministry. Like we talk about Jesus constantly. We pray, we open and close classes. We do a little devotions. I mean, if, if these, these kids are in need, which through 2020, they were really in need. Yeah. And we would just not even have the dance class. We would just sit and talk and let them vent whatever they needed to talk. Yeah. Give them space. Yeah. So kind of that's it. A lot of things happened in between all that. 
But, you know, that's how it began and that's where we are now. So I love that. And as a fellow creative and I I kind of have a mix of both brains, I I love the business side of what I do, but I am such a hyper creative person Mm -hmm. and I'm always creating, but it truly is my outlet. And I feel like those things come hand in hand that most kids or adults even that are in the creative fields are often channeling other things right and their creativity is part of their coping yeah and so what happens is and i could totally see how there's a crossover here where what happens is probably that they are also dealing with things and maybe they're using their art to deal with it mm-hmm. but then there's that that's sometimes just a band-aid yeah and true. so i mean and i i know you talk about brain surgery because you you you're at the beauty part you went yeah. to the chaos yes. and you're at yes. the beauty part and that's what this this is all about yeah. it's like Really shining light. There was more light. chaos in between there. I was going to say, it's <laughs> yeah. shining light. But I love that because you can come from it from a different perspective now mm-hmm. of like gratitude yeah. and experience yeah. and like also like of joy because you're, yeah. I mean, you're so, so joyful to be around. Um, and I love that. And I think teaching that and having people understand that, that like, you know, we're going to be faced with such hardships mm-hmm. and that truly was. And then in the end, it ended up almost kind of redirecting you into such a blessing. So I don't think I would have listened because I was so busy. Yeah. I don't know that I would have listened to God, except that I had to be on my back Mm -hmm. healing for six weeks. Yeah. I couldn't really read because my eyes were blurry. I couldn't really watch TV. So like, as I was healing was when I felt him inspiring me to do something new and different. And I don't know that I would have heard it because I was like, go, 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 you know? Exactly. Which yeah. is kind of cool. Taking, taking that time to kind yeah. of like reassess or, or, or whatever. And, and trauma or like crazy yeah. experiences will do that though. Yeah. And it makes you, it makes you kind of second guess. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, don't wait for that traumatic thing to happen. Right, right. Like it, give yourself you know. some of that space a hundred percent. Um, and then surround yourself by people to have those conversations. Cause I feel like holding that space for people, allowing you to be yourself, navigate these thoughts. Yeah. And in a lot of ways you do that for these kids. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. I, love that. And I love that you're in my community. Doing yes. That. Um, but yeah, so that's why she is so amazing and incredible and why some people referred me to learn more about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with that, so stand ministries is what it is, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have kids joining now you have adults mm-hmm. joining. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? How did it transition into adults? Well, I'll, I'll kind of, uh, if you don't mind, I'll kind of guide you in the in between weirdness because yes. I figure guide me in the in between. In between, let's get let's get weird. I We're just, gonna share the chaos. In I just between. didn't know how much. You <laughs> You're good. You're, and then what we can we can share all the things. Okay, That's and I can talk. Here. I can talk. Let's so. share all the things. Okay. okay, let's go to the weirdness. Okay, okay. We're gonna okay. get weird. So okay, so we started standing. Uh, Louis could stand back then, and uh, you know it was slow, dang going at first. Mm-hmm. Like you know we had a first rally, and then you know there'd be six months before we could do anything else, you know, and for a creative and yeah. a driven entrepreneur, like that's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And to go from being at the church every day where I was in an office with people I loved going to lunch, talking all the time to being at home 24 seven isolated with a baby and a mm-hmm. 30 year old. I mean, it was rough. Yeah. I, and, and I went through some pretty tough depression mm-hmm. and and, and it was so, you know, I, I'm sure so many people have gone through anxiety and depression, but I, I tell people that I would almost rather have brain surgery again than deal with anxiety and depression really? again. Because, and I know everybody experiences it in different ways, but man, my anxiety was bad mm-hmm. and like sometimes debilitating. And then you have little kids you got to take care of, you know, and all yeah. that. So, you know, I learned to deal 
with all the things, you know, we did, I did the medicine, I did counseling. I, you know, I, I worked through a lot of my stuff, Yeah. but you know, it, you know, in my gosh, how many ever years it is from 2005, what is that? 13 years? I was going to say, no. but someone's born in 05, so it's going to be 18 years. 18 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's some good <laughs> So 18 years we've yeah. been doing this. And I've probably had, I've had times where I was like really bad and then get better. And then yeah. something happens and I'm really bad and then get better, you know. And I've been really good in the past, I would say the past seven or eight years, I've been doing really well. But I, it's when I learned through counseling to go deep and like, feel my feelings. I grew up in the eighties and nineties in Texas where it was all about appearance. Yeah. We're going to go to church and, and even in church and back then it was like, it was all about, you know, how you look, your witness, your this and that. It was kind of just very cookie cutter. So you didn't feel, you didn't think you could talk to people about that stuff. Yeah. I'm so grateful for the culture now. Yeah. You know, where you can talk about that. It's stuff. funny. It's funny you say that because that was kind of my experience. Like I didn't grow up in the church. Mm-hmm. And so from the outside looking in, that was my perspective. Mm. And so I really grew yeah. up basically with nothing, which is kind of like as an adult now having this experience with Jesus and also going through my own testimony and experiences as an adult. I'm like now. And of course, this is what happens. It's like once you start to experience Jesus and you start to get that fulfillment mm-hmm. that you were seeking when you were depressed, when you were right. had anxiety, I same thing, struggled from those things. And I had PTSD mm. and trauma and like all of these various things. And nothing, I tried everything mm-hmm. and nothing fully got me there until I got to that space. But you need to, you need to feel, you, have you to need feel it. to, you got to go through that, that. And I didn't know, like, yeah, I didn't start. I mean, I didn't really start like major counseling until late thirties. Yeah. And same. so I did the things, but it just wasn't happening. And I had Jesus. Like servant. Yeah. Right. And the right. truth is I had Jesus. And so you can have Jesus and still not feel your feelings. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that, that part. Yes. I mean, you really can. You can yeah. be praying, but it be, I didn't even know how yeah. to feel my feelings. I didn't even know that I wasn't feeling my feelings. Mm-hmm. And then I finally started allowing myself to go deep and go like do a lot of inner work. And like, I didn't realize trauma wise, I was, um, sexually abused when I was little and I disassociated that, Yep, you know, totally disassociated, had not remembered. I remembered the things around it. Yeah. Like the things about going into this play, the Sunday school, but I, and it was the church. Mm. So, mm, yeah. you know, um, and so I, a lot of the stuff that I felt, um, was connected to fear of being bad, fear of being wronged or be, not being wronged, being wrong, being wrong because yeah. I just thought I was bad and wrong because of what happened to me. Yep. And I connected that to Jesus sometimes that he thinks I'm bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I did. And I was a children's pastor. I was like in wow, ministry yeah. and I didn't conscious, of course. And there's so much that happens to us subconsciously. I did not realize. Yeah. That, and that's where that deep work is like, when, yeah. cause that's there yeah. in a lot of people and you don't know how it's playing out in other ways in your life. Yeah. yeah. And when you do that deep, deep work and you start unraveling that onion and that's where that disassociation mm-hmm. happens too. Mm-hmm. Cause I was diagnosed with dissociative disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, in my thirties mm-hmm. and, and it was just like these things. And I realized, and I do, I do this checkout thing and even yeah. still my kids go, mom. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, I'm like lasered yeah. in right now. And so like, that is, I think so prevalent with a lot of people, but you don't realize it 
because there's this like off button that happens, but it's going to play out in other parts of your life. Yes. And so when you're able, and it's funny you say that about Jesus, like for me, when it came to Jesus, when it came to God in general, I believed in God. I didn't really know the rest of the semantics, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but a lot of my, um, I think like hardship with ever opening myself up enough to experience God in any type of capacity were also related. I had issues with men and Mm -hmm. abandonment and abuse Mm -hmm. of some kind. And so it was just like, I could never call Jesus, God, any, whoever this guy Mm -hmm. is, my father. Mm -hmm. And like, I had daddy issues. So it was just like, I could never open that door. And it was really truly when I went to therapy Mm -hmm. and I unraveled that onion and all those pieces were coming Mm -hmm. into play. And I was walking through that fire and, and healing and truly healing and getting, once I got to this place where I was just like, okay, I've done all the work. God, what is happening? Like, I'm still not healed. Like I'm still triggering. I'm still Mm -hmm. having these things, but I finally called out to him. Mm And he responded, girl. Mm-hmm. And I like the experience. It was right before 2020. Mm-hmm. And it was so profound and so impactful. It was, I fasted right after that. Yeah. I like so many things happened. And I was just like, who, what has happened? But I just listened. And how did that experience happen? I'd love to hear. It was, it was just one of those things where I was struggling with PTSD and triggers from trauma. Mm-hmm. And I was doing all the work healing yeah. and all the different modes of therapy mm-hmm. and really learning how the brain works. Yeah. Because, and then you realize like, I loved learning that. Oh I'm my gosh. I loved it because yeah. then you feel it makes like it makes you make sense. It started connecting the wires, yeah. mm-hmm. the wires that got disconnected along yeah, the way yeah, yeah. somewhere. It started yeah. connecting it for me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't want to be medicated and numb myself. Yeah. I wanted to understand. And how can I not put a bandaid on this? How can I do this work? Right. And so I was doing the work for about five years mm-hmm. with therapy. I was doing EMDR therapy. I've mean, heard of that. I didn't get to do it. And it's her. very like deep work therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's for a lot of times for trauma victims and things like that. And so I got to this place enough where I was I was able to slow my mind down. I was able to kind of like, but I think I opened up the opportunity to hear God. And mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I I did. And it's funny because I did go down this path of new age. And yeah. I was at the shiny crystal rocks and my husband, yeah. my husband grew up in a Pentecostal church. Oh, me too. And so we, could, we would get each other. Oh, and then we were like this Just and he's like, yeah, and he, things. he would, and he would look at me. So he was on one extreme right. and he always respected where I was. Yeah. And at the same time, like looking back, I'm like, man, knowing now and understanding more, I'm like, wow, you loved me. Yeah, <laughs> like, that really, was a lot. Yeah. And he, he definitely struggled. And I like got into meditation and all of that. And so with that, though, through that process, I think what it allowed me to do was allowed me to quiet my mind and I was healing. But at at one point, I just had this really deep struggle one day and I just uh, was on the floor crying and I just called out to him and I had never done that before. I didn't know how to pray, Mm -hmm. none of that stuff. And I called out and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, wow, I'm doing all of this work. I'm still triggering. And I was suffering with those triggers because mm-hmm. I'm creative and mm-hmm. visual. Mm-hmm. I was reliving moments and I was mm-hmm. just like, I'm doing it. Why is this still happening? And it was just like, I heard a voice. I know exactly who that voice is, voice was. Mm-hmm. And it was so clear. And he told me exactly what I needed to do and mm-hmm. what was still missing. And one of my coping skills was drinking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was one of those things, like I didn't necessarily have a problem, but it was a crime. Right, right. And so in one capacity, what was happening is I would drink. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, you're kind of like, Ooh, yeah, I was open to, you know, I would trigger. Yeah. And you don't have that defense thing. Up. You don't yeah. have the same thing. So it's like, you're doing all the work. And when you're of sober mind, right. you are diligent. But when you're having a drink, mm. even if at the smallest level, you're still allowing yourself this space that something could come up, mm-hmm. trigger you. And like, 
that's it. Yeah. And so he showed me that very clearly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need you a sober mind to finish mm-hmm. out this work. And I did a 21 day fast after mm-hmm. that. I started going to church. I completely went stone cold sober yeah. um, for about six months. But he also told me that I needed to be in preparation because something was coming mm-hmm. that was going to shift. And I needed to be prepared because it could take me out. Mm. And I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what is that? And that so that's like, not a good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, so no. my first time hearing God, he was like, girl, yeah. you're going to get this together. That's- Here's my rule. Like, this is what you need to do. And this is going to allow you to get to here. So it was like, you know, everything. It was a lot. And I was on the floor crying. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So it was just a lot. But I listened. And I the next day, I was like, okay, done. I'm not going to lean on anything. I'm going to feel every moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fast. And I'm going to do, do the work. And so I got my finances in order. Like everything. Started going to church. COVID ha- hit mm-hmm. a couple months later. Well, my businesses were completely affected. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that preparation... I financially would not have been wow. able to withstand what occurred, which That's I had. like Joseph. No, it was preparing yeah. the storehouse yeah. for when the famine comes. And that's yeah. what I did is I prepared wow. financially and mm-hmm. prepared my businesses. I was in a completely, cause we're a seasonal business. So it's not right. a normal thing for us to be in a good space mm-hmm. when that hit. Yeah. And we were. And it was just like, it was that preparation that allowed me to weather that storm. Wow. But then I started to slip. Started drinking again. Yeah. And we're all home. Come on. We're all home. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And so here I go. And I'm just enjoying myself. Like, God, you'll be okay with this. Like, I'm just enjoying myself. And I, you know, was drinking. And then I started experiencing triggers. And I was like, I've been good this whole time. And it's like, and I would always hear it in the back of my head. Like, you know what you need to do. And then I started getting depressed because my company was ravished. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know my way out, God. What do I do? you weren't here then, right? I was not here. Mm -hmm. But it's how I got here. Yeah. Because I went back to him and I said, okay, I'm starting to slip. I'm getting depressed. Mm -hmm. I'm like really starting to go down the deep end. I'm starting to drink again. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And it was like, go to Texas. Now I haven't been, I haven't been to Texas. So I'm originally from here. Okay. And so a lot, some of my trauma stems from Texas. And so I was like, Texas. Yeah. This isn't where I want to go. Yeah, yeah. And my mom called me and she's like, hey, I just got, she was living in Aruba. They sent wow. a, like a, she's like a refugee. She really got sent a, um, there was a plane. The U.S. sends a plane for all the Americans in Aruba. Okay. And they said, get on or get stuck. Oh. And so she's like, I'm coming back to the States. I don't know where, like, I'm going. I don't want to go to Connecticut. There's snow there. Right. So they're going to drop us off in Florida. And I was like, hey, so weird. I was like, I feel like I need a break. And maybe I'll come visit you in Florida, but I like I feel like maybe like do you want to go to Texas? And she's like, yeah, her brother lives in Keller. Ah. So she's like, let's meet at your uncle's. That's cool. So I said, okay. I booked a flight. We left two days later. Oh my gosh. Got on the plane. Me and my two kids. There was six people on the flight. Three of them were us. <laughs> and it was, oh my gosh. It was in May of 2020. And so I came here for clarity. Yeah. And I said I'm going to take a break. God told me to come to Texas. I don't know what's here for me. I took a break. I kind of tried to reassess. Still didn't get that full message. And I, I like I was waiting for him to say, This is what you do next. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's like, it doesn't work like that. I'll show you. Yeah. Here, it, show. it doesn't work like that. No. I was like, wait, you don't just ask and he just tells you. Yeah. I feel like that's how it's been working so far. Yeah. And like, but now where is he? I don't hear him. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I went back to Connecticut. A couple weeks go by. 
And then all of a sudden it was like, it clicked for me. I was like, we're moving to Texas. Mm -hmm. That's where we need to be. And my husband's like, hold on. Like, wait a (laughs) second. Can I hear from God too? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, I don't hear that. So like, let's, let's figure this out. Yeah. And I was like, no, I, I, this, this is it. This is what I have to do. And so I literally bought a house through the internet. I started looking. I found my mom was still here visiting Mm -hmm. her brother. I said, go check out this house. She was like, it's cute. All right. Get, find me a realtor. And like, I'll put an offer in. I put an offer in. They accepted it. Yeah. And 20 days later, we're moving to Texas. Oh my gosh. I guess he came on board. Your husband. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He had no choice. Did you have a kid open? I did. I have my two. So, okay, okay. so yeah, we came in 2020. So my kids, my son was in 10th grade. My daughter was in first grade. Okay. And so, I mean, even when I checked with them first and we all kind of yeah. chatted about it and I was just like, guys, this is, this is the next move and right. we just need to shift. We need to shift out of here and we need to get ahead of this. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing is like, this is going to go on for longer. And I just saw that vision and I was just like, we need to get ahead of this. This was a good place to be. Yeah. And yeah. so we did, and we Turn took that, that completely with faith. And it's been, I mean, there's so many stories to it and, and the pink truck, all of it was gone. Yeah. I mean, God showed me and then he did show up and showed me. And then other times he disappeared and was like, figure it out. Yeah. And then come back to me later. And, well, so, and that's how he rolls. Yeah. Once you mature, he's yeah. like, okay, you know, now I'm yeah. not going to be, I'm not going to speak to you here. You yeah. know, you got to just move. And, and I think that's like testing your faith muscle. Mm-hmm. It's like, it truly is where you're just like, you know, I don't know. And I think, and, yeah. and you start, when you start questioning, mm-hmm. it's like when you, you'll know, cause you'll know, and yeah. it'll keep tapping at you yeah. and you just got to lean into it and go with it. Kind of like probably that, what happened to you. Yeah, but That's so cool of you because I can't imagine a lot of people taking that leap of faith. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. Moving it's, it's cities. I mean, that's bigger than quitting a job. It's, I mean, you know, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's no. Amazing. And we had, I mean, we had built everything there. So we were there for, cause I left Texas when I was very young. And then on top of that, the turmoil within myself mm-hmm. that was still here in my healing process, but it was, it's wild now because I've been here a couple of years and I really had to address cause my dad's always been here and mm-hmm. it, some of it has surrounded him. Mm-hmm. And so I really did had to come face to face with that last piece. Mm-hmm. I asked for that. He gave it to me, but yeah. I needed to be here to do it. Mm-hmm. And so within so that, that was a huge healing for me. Hu- yeah. Like girl. It was the first year was rocky. I'm not going to lie. And it's, you know, in that battle of like, you know, those crutches and those, Mm -hmm. you know, things that we tend to be comfortable to lean back into. And also I'm a new, I was a new believer Mm -hmm. and I was just like, is this him? Is this me? Like, you know, and you just, that's all. You wanted to be authentic and not. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was kind of a weird experience for Mm -hmm. me. But when I got here, I I found life church. I started going to life church and it was a great way to, kind of get introduced more to the sure. word and start to do my own kind of thing of building that relationship. Because yeah. I really was just like, yes, I was stepping out in faith and didn't really know what that was. Yeah. And at the same time, I was really hungry to learn more. Mm-hmm. And um, by the fall of 2020, both me, myself and my son um, got baptized. Mm-hmm. And we've just been on this journey ever yeah. since. And it's funny because I, I like, you know, at a certain point, I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a baby Christian. Like, I'm still kind of learning these things. Yeah. And I had a moment a couple weeks ago where he was like, no, you're like a teenager. You're like a teenager. Mm -hmm. Cause I kept, you know, I kept slipping in some ways and I keep going back to him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, enough to know. Yeah. And so, but it's still always your choice. Right. And so we always have those choices to listen or not listen. Mm -hmm. And, um, I can't deny that testimony and that experience for me. And we talked before we we even Mm -hmm. started filming this house was that like, and I'm like, I feel like I'm telling people story after story, like where God is moving. And it's like, 
that's what he does. And yeah, so he doesn't be. stop. He's not going to move you once or just like you're, you know, be there. If you're stuck. That's why I like to keep moving forward. And that's probably you too. Yeah. It's like, you know, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit as being water. It's like moving, he's moving water. He's never stagnant in one place. I love because that. Because when water's stagnant in one place, it gets all the yucky, the bacteria and stuff, you know? Yes. So it, the Holy Spirit's in us. So we need to be moving forward as well. You know? I love that. I know. I know. And, yeah, we're, and we're always going like, and we can't go upstream. Yeah. Like you no, gotta, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you gotta kind of just like, and I've, I've learned to definitely navigate different things, navigate people in a different way, navigate myself in a different sure. way. Giving myself grace. grace yeah. Yes. Learning. Grace was like my word of the year. I think yeah. it was like a 21. Mm-hmm. And then this year, my word, at he, I, I got two this year and it was presence mm-hmm. and celebration. Mm-hmm. And those were my two things. And so, and there were different moments this year where yeah. I was like, where's the celebration? I don't feel like <laughs> yeah. celebrating. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I feel completely disconnected. Yeah. What is happening right now? And like, I thought we were celebrating. Yeah. Like, what is happening? And then as time went on, I was like, Okay, you just gotta have patience. You gotta just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, have faith and have patience. Yeah. So that's like that's that's the story in uh I think in a lot of um success yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um there's so many crossovers. Yeah. And that's what I love. Yeah. We had a lot of time that we were we I mean, I, we went from doing the events and we did really cool stuff. We went overseas, kids wow. band, kids dance. Uh we went to Africa and Haiti and Honduras and yeah. Nepal. And then it was like a time that God was like, I want you to train up kids rather than go out and do these big events. And I was like, I like to be the star. I like this, this spotlight girl. So that was hard for me to be kind of like, learn the business stuff, the nonprofit yeah. things. It's not fun having to raise funds. It's just, no. yeah. but I had to learn it. And, you know, it was a good 10 years before we had our own studio. And, you know, I, I, we would meet at different um, places. We meet at a church to rehearse and perform. You know, we would meet at different dance studios. And so the whole stepping out to lease a space was so huge. Just like yeah. the same for you. Jump, yeah. yeah. And so that was a really big jump because we only met once a week. And then to go from meeting once a week to, you know, needing to meet three times a week to even pay rent, you know, yeah. or to have more classes. And it was slow going. And then 2020 hit. Like we moved mm-hmm. into the space rent in 2019. Oh my god! So I know. So 2020, but it was kind of cool in that because we were in Texas, we had the choice. We could open up and we did. Yeah. You know, we that just. That was the hard part. The Northeast yeah. gave you no choice. The and moment, it went on for too long. Yes. We could yeah. open up. We opened up and kids came in by the drugs, especially teenagers. Wow. Because they didn't have anything. And so it was kind of a. I, I would call it sort of a sanctuary for the teenagers, you know, and they, we just came together and we talked and we shared and we created, created dances yeah. and, you know, shows and stuff like that. So that was kind of cool. But, you know, sometimes, and it, this is not a fun thing to hear, but sometimes like I wanted a studio the whole 10 years. Mm-hmm. I wanted our own place, but it just wasn't time. Yeah. God was preparing me. God was preparing my girls. Like my, I have a 20 year old now and 24 year old. Okay. And my 24 year old is on staff at stand and does all of our media and all that stuff. And my 20 year olds, I love that. The I kids know. Are involved, well, they, well, they grew up doing stand. Yeah. They kind of had, didn't have, they had it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I understand yeah. like as an entrepreneur, yeah, my kids, kids like are in it. You're, you're in it. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, they, uh, 
grew up with it. Um, and now Riley, you know, works with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese is at UT. So she, you know, but she grew up, she did all the things. She was in our select dance group. When you came to see us, I think, did we perform for you guys? Yeah, you guys. Did. She was one of those. Okay. And I, Riley might've been too. So anyway, so I think that God was kind of off waiting for my kids to grow up a little bit. Yeah. So I could be there for them more until we did this whole everyday situation, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, just to your viewers, just that, you know, it's okay. Let, let the time happen because if you try to push it and it's not time, it's going to fall apart anyway. Right. Exactly. And that, that's happened for me before. There was a thing I came across this morning, actually, and it was called, it was um active patience. Mm. And basically with that, it's like, it's not being patient. Like we don't do anything while we're being, cause we're waiting. Right. right. It's like you, people kind of associate patience. Like, okay, I just got to like bide my time mm-hmm. and we're waiting. Cause eventually it'll come. And it's like, no, it's actively still pursuing and still tilling and still mm-hmm. planting seeds and still working towards mm-hmm. that, but be patient. Cause it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but you and don't stop. You don't wait. All the things you're cultivating during that time yeah. is for this thing. Exactly. But- you, if you had this thing here, you wouldn't have had all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. And people say that all the time. I feel like as an entrepreneur, I am kind of like, bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure outside looking in, it's like, she's all over the place. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, no, it's, it's actually like, this is going to eventually lend itself to this. Like yeah. I have to develop skill here because yeah. I don't know how to do the stuff that needs to get me there. It's yeah. like, it's very easy to be like, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to have. But what are the steps you need to do to mm-hmm. get there? And sometimes God's going to put you through experiences that's going to cultivate that yeah. you know, that, that character in you that yeah. you need to have in order to do that. Yeah. And I feel like a little bit, that's some of where I'm at too, is just like, I've always said, I want to speak on stages. I want to mm-hmm. impact women in entrepreneurship. And I want to come from this authentic space, mm-hmm. but it's like, well, I'm going to put you through all these experiences right. and you need to heal a hundred percent before I can put you there. Yeah. So you have to do this walk first. Right. And so you have to have patience, but you, you have to be actively pursuing things in those steps to get there. Exactly. So it just takes time. And so the timing is, I love that you were like, even through your story that you were in places of comfort Mm -hmm. and you still chose discomfort because Mm -hmm. you knew it would take you somewhere else. Right. And how often does that happen in anybody's lives in any circumstances? That's so relatable that you work so hard. You're and you're like, I'm comfortable and people will just stay in that. But what Mm -hmm. happens with stagnant water? Yeah is eventually mm-hmm. that kind of either shifts, moves or whatever, and, right. or it just kind of festers and you're just stuck. Yeah. So I love that, you know, you kind of share that even, even in comfort, mm-hmm. like it's really through discomfort we grow Yeah. and, and things kind of happen for us in bigger ways. We have to kind of pull that plug and be willing to kind of take that leap of faith. Yeah. So I love that you, you took that leap. Yeah. And so where you are today, what, what does that look like? Well, it's funny because, um, when you say you want to be on stages and teach women, that was my heart too. And, and and not that that's gone away, but it's just an interesting thing that happened with me. I was, I've done a lot of writing and I wrote a book called um, Absolute Resolve. And it's talk about healing your past and pursuing your future. And um, when I was writing that book, I was, I was teaching a women's like a Bible study at church okay. at the Met. And, um, I just felt led to work on this book. And I went to this writing class and I started writing. I was like, this is the book. The Lord told me that it was a book. So I wrote it. And, but during the writing of that book, I was healing mm. because I was talking about all the anxiety, depression, talk about what I've learned about yeah. the brain, what I've learned about going into, you know, the past and, um, asking Jesus where he was in those moments. Mm. Um, 
you know, dear, it's funny during you coming back to Texas during that writing um, class, I don't, I haven't told a whole lot of people this, but I actually went to the church that this stuff happened. Wow. And it was, it's, that's a crazy story, but you know, I just went there. I just knew I needed to, yeah. my girls were in school. I could. So I went and, um, it was locked. And so I just thought, okay, Lord, do whatever you're going to do healing wise here. And the pastor showed up like an hour later. I'm like, if I'm supposed to go in, you have sent an angel or something. This pastor shows up like an hour later. He goes, I just had to come and do something. It's a real old church. They do like a food pantry only now and stuff okay. like that. And basically I was like, I, I want to go in and just kind of see the situation. You know, I, some stuff happened to me here. He, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. Wow. He let me go in and he just, he goes, just lock the door behind you. He let me stay there for like a couple hours. And I went to the rooms and different things. And but that was a healing moment. 100%. Well, as I was writing about it, mm-hmm. you know, so I finished the book, paid to get it edited, all the things. And then 2020. And I just really felt like the Lord was like, let's just, I, you know, I don't know that you're going to not ever do this, but I want you to focus on stand now. And it was almost like I wrote that book for me only, for which I don't know that I would have written it. I don't know if I would have written it yeah. if I wouldn't have thought mm-hmm. it was going to lead to like a speaking career and all these things. Cause I, that's, that's my heart too. Is I, yeah. I love to speak on stage and I had done a lot of that. I'd spoken at women's conferences and different things. I was able to do that and I'll still do that all day. If you want me there, <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite thing, but the Lord was like, no. And it was almost like a learning about ego too and a learning about being on stage those things, yeah. I think I had to like get that out of me a little bit of the need to be known. Mm. And um, I really did. I mean, the Lord worked on me. I'm sure I deal with it still sometimes, but to learn to be just the person in the background helping these kids right now. Yeah. And maybe something else will happen. I don't know. But yeah. So that healing. Thing. It's it's really like, and that's the thing that big it's in business, like mm-hmm. the bag, the big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah. And it's like dream big and like whatever it is that your vision is. But it's really, I always say it's about the journey mm-hmm. to, to going there. There's really yeah. no end point. No. There's no area like, oh, and I see this vision for my life. But it's funny you say this because I keep hearing the same thing with writing the book. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to write the book, mm-hmm. I feel like this is too vulnerable. This is too personal. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm going to get this out. And so there's like a chapter here, a chapter there, and then it never really fully comes to this space. But the same thing, I'm like, it's this healing process for me. And Beauty Behind Chaos was actually meant to be the book Mm. of exactly that. And then as time went on, it's like, the book isn't really necessary for me. I I really just want to, maybe I'll just do the podcast and just start having... Just, so it kind of led me to this space and again, more women and hearing different stories. Yeah. And, and I said, you know, it's not really necessarily about my personal story. It's about ha- opening the conversation to mm-hmm. all stories. Mm-hmm. And then you realize and being a hairstylist for so many years and listening to so many women oh, in my yeah. chair, you realize, honestly, there is so much crossover, like in mm-hmm. terms of what many of us experience. Mm-hmm. And kind of like you mentioned with your brain injury, mm-hmm. like, you know, oh my gosh, I thought this was like. I, I'm the only one experiencing this. And next thing you know, there's like Facebook groups and there's this yeah, group and there's yeah. all these people that have, mm-hmm. you know, gone through this. And that's where it's like the power in the conversation mm-hmm. and connecting with women and, mm-hmm. and just being 
allowing yourself to be vulnerable right. and get to this place of beauty where you can talk about it yeah. and healing. So you can carry, you can bring, you know, other women to that healing place and do the same. Absolutely. And so it's just like, all of it is just always so special. And that's, and that's where I've found healing. Mm-hmm. And, and then I wouldn't be in that space of being able to have conversations with women until I was able to heal that piece. Yeah. And so it's just, I just find it so incredible and it amazing. Is. And yeah. I appreciate your vulnerability as Thank well. You. Thank you. But after a while, I don't know if this is like this for you, but for me after a while, it's not even vulnerable anymore. It's not. Like, I just. Like, no, I own it. And it you know, is. This it is. is how I got to where I am. And this is what I've had to deal with. Yeah. And that's, and that's the beauty on the yeah. other side. Yeah. And that's such a, and it doesn't have a hold on you in the same way. No. And so kudos for you Thank for you. go. I forgot to turn my phone off. Ah. Um, and of course it's far away. Okay. Um, <laughs> So kudos to you for um, actually walking into that space because yeah. even still, like like we were talking about the subconscious mind, mm-hmm. you are, it's the things that scare us, that put fear into us, that are is truly what's controlling us mm-hmm. in under the surface, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the second that you say, no, I'm taking hold of this mm-hmm. and I'm walking back into this room and I had to sit, like coming back to Texas, I'm showing up in this. And some other things that I had experienced, same thing, I went to that town, I went to that mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. that I avoided. And it's like, when you go and face it, subconsciously, your brain Mm -hmm. rewires something different. It does. You're right. And it's like, and that's the mental part of it that we don't realize, like, there's all these connections. Mm -hmm. And if you're only connecting it to this, Mm -hmm. take hold, walk into that, Mm -hmm. connect it to something new. That's really good. Re- rewire that. Yeah. And, and for me, I've been connecting it to Jesus. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm stuck, when I'm lost and I'm not really sure, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a difference in my fulfillment. Right. I don't go and have a drink. Mm-hmm. I go and I sit in prayer. Mm-hmm. And wow, what a difference. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not waking up the next morning in shame. Right. I'm waking up the next morning going, all right, taking on my day. Like yeah. and it's done and it's packed away. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's it's a different mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely encourage people that if you hear if you feel that nudge, mm-hmm. if you are unsure, it will keep gnawing at you. Mm-hmm. It will. Yeah. <laughs> Until you just go, all right, I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah. But yeah. that can be in all things, whether it's your healing journey mm-hmm. or in your business or your right. industry or whatever that is. And that's that's his what you said about and for me, I had had Jesus my whole life, but I hadn't learned to be quiet mm. with Jesus. Yeah. Which was kind of reverse of what you're talking about. I will, yeah. I'll meditate with Jesus, you know, and just sit and listen. What, you know, just, just sit. Mm-hmm. And by sitting in the silence, the stuff that needs to come up comes up. Yeah. You know, and then the Lord will teach you what you need to know, whether that's, um, dealing with stuff, whether it's uh, me seeking direction for stand and what next for stand and wh- where to go and how to do this thing or that thing or how to raise funds and stuff like that is like, just get in that quiet space. He's got an answer, but you got to be willing to be quiet and listen. Yeah. You know, I love that. Well, thank you again for, for sharing all of that. All right. So this, that's our time, but we yeah. are going to, um, any last thoughts, any um, last advice to any woman that is listening, um, maybe in the middle of her chaos mm-hmm. or having any type of experience, um, any advice there that you'd like to kind of share? I just encourage you to, I mean, really just what I just said, get quiet with God and say, I need help. It's like what you said when yeah, you got to that's that, what place, that turning point. Was I need help. Me. And then listen, and if you don't hear anything, do it again the next day. Don't even hear anything. Do it again the next day because he's speaking. But sometimes we just have so much junk mm-hmm. in our brain yeah. and inside of us that we can't hear yet. But he's going to guide and he's going to direct your steps, you know. And if you want a free book, I, I give it <laughs> away for free. I have a PDF. 
And it's called Absolute Resolve. It's about he- a healing journey. Oh, I want that book. Yes, I'll send it to you. Yes. And um, also, I want kids to love Jesus too and learn the performing arts. And so um, it's a great outlet. Yeah. Great. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, it's Stan underscore ministries and um, on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm Jesse Beebe on Instagram. And so. then you have a website too, right? Yes. At StanMinistries.org. Perfect. And they're located in Keller, Texas. Yes. Um, so yeah. So if you're in this area, check it out. And if you're not, just give them a follow and support. Yeah. The work that you're doing, and it is a nonprofit, is. so there is an opportunity to donate. Um, yes. how, would that be on your website? Yeah, right on our website, and we have a big button that says "Donate Now," and you can give. And it can we give scholarships to kids who can't afford it? Okay. So that's why we're a nonprofit. So if you uh, feel a heart to like help these kids be able to come and take classes or take more classes than they're able to afford, all that, that goes towards that. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. So even if you're not in the area. Definitely check them out yes. and support them. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This I knew it was going to be a good episode. Yeah. I knew she was going to have all <laughs> kinds of things to share. So great. Awesome. Well, again, thank you guys for listening and checking us out and hearing our stories and uh, the different things that we have to experience. We all experience it in different ways. And how we come out on the other side is is really um, a place of beauty and healing if we truly are willing to do the work. And we are sharing our stories and showcasing that if you do the work, really so many good things can come from it. So if you um, want to connect in and learn more about um, Jesse or anything that she has going on, make sure you check out the description on this episode. We'll also link everything up that she just shared. So you can click those links, check her out for sure, and then stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you, beauties. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Bye. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend because when we learn, we live and we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beautybehindchaospodcast. See you next time, beauty.